Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. And you're through to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life. And today I have um, Ali with me, who is the Conscious Equestrian, if you've seen her pop up on Instagram recently. So I really wanted to get Ali on um, as her brand is really sort of exploding already um, with regards to um, mental health and lots of other um, queries that we need to sort of address. So hi, Ali. How are you doing? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Oh, pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. So I've just done a little bit there, but could you just go into more depth and introduce yourself and tell us more about the question, uh, the conscious question? Sure. So I am, I'm a coach. I'm an, I'm an coach um, by trade money and I have a little in South Oxfordshire, uh, Wantage, and my um, my yard has probably been running for about thirteen years. Oh, yeah, I think thirteen years now. That's a bit scary. <laughs> and then um, uh, I've been coaching. I've been coaching all disciplines for a long time, but I've just recently specified in dressage. Probably in the last few years, as I've become more into dressage in terms of my own competition riding um I previously evented and so I I also am a dressage judge I'm a list for dressage judge um and so I literally have seen equestrianism I suppose from all different angles I've worked in previously I've worked in polo I've worked in eventing I've been a you know a professional groom um I've also worked in the corporate world too so I suppose some of what I do now to do with the conscious equestrian I've bought a lot of it from my corporate days I suppose um so I the conscious equestrian it's really strange because I've been thinking about this concept for three years or something I first came up with it um and it's mostly because I don't feel like there's a resource or a um a single place that you can go when you are an equestrian where that kind of looks after or or you can find stuff to do with uh you know mindset stuff mental health um your physical health so nutrition hydration and there's nothing that oh I haven't found anything that really uh highlights equestrian well-being as an issue mm. um and because we've got such a you know just get on with it mentality so we you know we're tough we're equestrians we are tough we just get on with everything yeah um I feel like that probably has to change because I have been in, you know, like, like I said, I've been in this um, industry for quite a few years now and I have, you know, continuously felt the pressure of, you know, working more, um, working longer hours, fitting an extra horse in, not letting people down and literally not having a day off for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. Sometimes almost like six months can go by and I haven't had a proper day off. I don't do that anymore. I certainly used to. Um, But most of it was because I felt like I shouldn't have a day off. And that's a really weird 
thing that is um, really in the corporate world. I used to get home and I would, you know, I had emails and things on my phone. I'd come home, I'd be on my horses, but I wouldn't be working at all. Like I wouldn't be thinking about my job. And I might check emails just before I went to bed or something because America was waking up when I was, um, you know, when I was signing off. Um, So from that point of view, I did kind of work out of hours, but not nearly the hours that I was putting into my horses and other people's horses and training other people. So yeah, I suppose that's kind of where the conscious equestrian came from. But it's only it only launched on the 10th of May. Mm. And I feel I it's really weird. I feel like it's been going for absolutely ages already. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's been in my head for so long. Yeah. Um but it was a really scary thing putting it out there and seeing what other people thought because I've done quite a lot of personal blogs and podcasts and stuff. And it was a really scary thing saying, guys, this is how I felt. So uh, particularly to do with burnout, because that's what I, I just get stuck in this burnout cycle. And um, I put it out there on the 10th of May and actually the reception has been amazing. I've been really, really overwhelmed by the reception that the conscious equestrian has got and our day camps are already selling out and it's just it's just fantastic so I'm really grateful like especially to people like you for um obviously giving me a bit of a platform to spread the word even more (laughs) oh absolutely and and you're you're what you're saying is completely right um throughout my episodes that I've had with grooms on you know a similar pattern comes in you know especially when they start they don't want to you know start their career especially if they're freelancers and don't want to say no so they just say yes 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 and and I can speak for myself I was exactly the same because you don't want to let people down you want to it's almost about the fear that you might not get enough work um so you just continually keep working keep working keep working keep working to the point where your body's like no can't do it anymore it's too much like you need to stop you need to stop um and I think with this like lockdown as well I think lockdown has really sort of made everyone reassess their lives a little bit and sort of take what's priority which is you know looking after yourself looking for your you know your mental health your, your well-being physical health um and having time for yourself and not feeling guilty about it I think it's you know I can speak for myself as well like when I do have a day off especially at the beginning I felt like oh I don't know if I should be having a day off. I, you know, I could be helping that customer or I could be doing that customer, but it is okay to have a day off. And then since lockdown, I've kind of reevaluated thinking, well, if I wasn't a full-time employed job, I would be having at least two days off a week and I'll be having four weeks holiday a year. So now I try to sort of have that sort of mentality to think I'm entitled to this. Like if I was employed, I was entitled to it. So just because I'm self-employed doesn't mean I'm not entitled either. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's really it's it's more difficult when you're self-employed, I think. Yeah, totally. Um yeah, I, you always feel like there's there's something else you could be doing or that you could be saying yes to someone else, but yeah, for me personally, I've just had to, I've just I've just learned to sort of listen to my body a lot more and when it, it tells me I think you need to slow down a little bit, then I do because the worst thing you can do is like you say have that burnout because you could be off for a, you know, it could take you much longer to recover when you do have that burnout. Whereas if you at least have the one day off, you, you, you know, you can renew yourself a little bit. So with the um, Mm. conscious equestrian, like on your Instagram, what is your like key messages? So are you sort of, obviously you're promoting like people, um, 
on their like mental health and their well-being so but what can people find on your instagram and and your platform so the the instagram and then we've got a facebook page as well um is just uh i suppose it's designed to be a kind of a snapshot of what you can find on the website. Mm. Um, so we do put all the podcasts on the website. We are on um, Apple and uh, Spotify and all the other normal podcasting platforms too. Um, but we have blog, we have blogs on there. Um, but and and the blogs are, you know, we, I've done a couple of ones on burnout. Um, and actually, the lovely girl who works for me, who helps me with the social media side of it, Jemima, um, <laughs> we'd, I think we were probably about two weeks into it. And um, we, we every Monday we have a catch up. And she um, she texts me on the Monday saying, is it OK if we do it on the Tuesday? Because I'm away this weekend. And I was like, oh, that's fab that you've gone away. Amazing. I didn't know you were going away. She was like, no, my mum and my boyfriend sent me away because I'm burnt out. <laughs> That's so ironic that yeah. literally our entire our entire existence for the conscious equestrian is talking about burnout and you've burnt out and I'm probably about to burn out right now. Yeah. So I'm going to go and stay with my mum. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she did a blog on her burnout um, when she uh, so it was really interesting reading it from another person's point of view, having obviously I I wrote about it um and I still got a few more ones on burnout it's kind of like a a burnout series I suppose that I'm writing as I learn more about it I'm writing more and more um so there'll be some more blogs about burnout we've just done a physiotherapy one I've got the most amazing physiotherapist uh human physio uh called Denise Thomas who is just amazing and she wrote a really sciencey one actually you know all the all the she's used all the proper names for all the muscles and everything and um and once you get your head around all the uh different names for the muscles and the diagrams um you can uh, uh, you know attach the um associate the names to the diagrams that she's done it's amazing and literally some of those pictures of you know skeletons slouched over and things they, it could be a picture of me yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like oh my god that's exactly what I do and so she gets she's given a few uh little tips about how you can strengthen um your you know it's how to get over text neck and all you know when you're bent over literally like I'm bent over right now um <laughs> so she's and and uh common problems with the horses that are actually to do with the rider and things like that because she's got a horse as well I used to ride her horse for her so she totally gets equestrians um what else have we got oh, that's the other thing is that all the uh professionals that we're using so whether we're using um people that um are making supplements or uh skincare or any anyone that we recommend physiotherapists all of them know about equestrian lifestyle we're not just randomly picking people that um say oh I'm a physiotherapist we're finding the people that actually know how our bodies work what what our skin needs mm-hmm. um what our bodies need all of that and 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 how our minds work so we're working with riders minds as well so that's why we're um we're, we're doing I felt like it was really important to support a charity and give something back a lot of what I do what, what the conscious question is doing is giving back um 
because I've got an awful lot out of the um, equestrian community, obviously, and, and the equestrian industry. So I was keen to give something back. So we're working with Riders Minds. We're um, donating 5% of our sales every month to Riders Minds, um, which uh we'll start actually taking money i think next month <laughs> it's been really weird that we've been this has just been all about promotion yeah. um this part um so we've got what else have we got on the website uh recipes we've got um i've got the most amazing friend who uh she i've grown up with her i've known her since i was four she's called george may and um she works on things like the great british bake-off and stuff and so although she's not horsey herself i've she's been with me for so long and we've been friends for so long that um she understands my lifestyle i suppose and so she designed she's designed a whole load of recipes that are really so easy to make and actually really healthy um I'm trying to think of everything else that's on the website. Oh yeah, we've got the bursary going on at the moment. Um, yeah. So uh, you can apply to win um, 500 pounds to go towards your well-being. Um, so that closes on the 30th of June, I think. But basically, the the social media platforms are designed to push people towards the website. And eventually what I want the website to do is have a whole directory of people, you know, human physios, nutritionists, I can't get my words out, um, (laughs) and and companies that will help with equestrian well-being. So that if somebody looks up the website and they think, oh, I need an osteopath in Lincoln Mm. they will find an osteopath in Lincoln and and we will have checked them out first and made sure that they actually know what they're talking about so they'll have to have the correct insurances and qualifications and they will have to prove to us that they um yeah I suppose had know something about equestrianism and the demands that is put on our body anyway that's basically what 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 people can find sorry that was a really long-winded answer (laughs) no that's brilliant because we're getting the highlights of of what we can expect um so you mentioned there about burnout so for anyone that doesn't know what that is I'm sure they've experienced it but maybe don't know what it was so can you explain what burnout is and I know it affects people differently but what what can you sort of tell us about it so burnout is technically um emotional physical and mental exhaustion um and quite often what happens is we get stuck in a burnout cycle um and and that's really common within equestrianism so we might uh you know push ourselves and push ourselves and push ourselves until we you know that feeling where you get out of bed and you're not excited about what you what you genuinely love doing I have a job that I really love I love teaching and you know I can talk the hind legs off a donkey as you can tell um and so and I love interacting with people and I love my god I love the horses um and I got to the stage where I just really I really didn't want to go and do it every morning and and it was really difficult getting out and I I know it's difficult getting out of bed when you've got depression and things and that's a whole other topic that I'm not going to touch on because it's it's too um too detailed there's too much uh for us to talk about so if we yeah if we stick to burnout even with burnout actually some of the symptoms are really quite similar Mm -hmm. 
Um, but with burnout, you you get up and you carry on and you without filling up your petrol tank, you you know, you, you use a bit more petrol and you use a bit more and you use a bit more until you're literally running on empty and you've got nothing left to give to anyone or anything. And you start this is, sounds really awful. And when I came to this realization, I was like, oh, my God, that's horrendous. But you start resenting <coughs> the things that you have a responsibility towards so you know my clients I really didn't want to go and teach you know my clients when I was really bad I didn't want Mm. to go and teach Mm. I didn't even want to go and ride my own horses and I resented the fact that I had to go and ride my own horses I didn't have the energy to go and see my friends or my mom or you know it's and it gets to that stage and um and I think until we're completely 100% honest with ourselves that actually yes I am I am tired I need to rest and there's nothing wrong with resting you have to rest it's uh, this this whole burnout thing is not going to stop within equestrianism and you'll know but you know in the when I was a groom I was completely and utterly exhausted Mm -hmm. For I'd say about 75% of the time that I worked as a groom. Yeah. And that takes the enjoyment out of it. And we do this because we absolutely love our horses. But why do we push ourselves? And I know that there's, you know, when you're when you're working as a groom for someone and you're not necessarily freelance or anything, if you're employed directly by someone and they are pushing you too hard, you know, maybe they only give you a day off once every two weeks or something I'm sorry that's not okay mm. that that has to change within equestrianism and actually um I'm hoping that the British Grooms Association will work with us on this one um I'm putting together at the moment like a, a kind of proposal for them um and uh because I think it's such an important thing if you read the um stats that the, the British Grooms Association yeah. publish all kinds of stats because they do surveys and things it's not okay what these grooms are doing. It's really, whether you're freelance or whether you're employed. I mean, and some of the employed grooms, again, this is a whole other subject. Some of the employed grooms are paid so little that yeah. then they go and work like a 72 hour week and then they go and do another job because they can't afford to live. I'm sorry, that is not acceptable at all. And then, you know, and then they say, oh, sorry, you can't have a day off this week because I'm going competing. I'm doing this. It's not okay. And I certainly would never, my groom has, I've got one full-time groom and she has two days off a week and we juggled them around to, you know, to work, what to find what works for her because two days off in a row didn't work for her. So now we do a Monday and a Friday that she has off. And you know what, as an employer, I had to suck that up because I wanted somebody good on the yard. And in order to have someone good on the yard, you have to make a few sacrifices and she's, you know she's paid well and uh, you know it's it's we're not just scraping by on you know just tiny weeny minimum wage here we're we're paying a proper salary yeah um and but and but this is this is the whole thing it, and and the the other thing is livery yard owners we work as a livery yard owner like ridiculous hours and people don't expect to pay you very much for that and so you work harder and you work harder and you work harder and you don't give yourself a day off Mm -hmm. and that in itself is not okay and it's all to do with self-worth all of this is to do with self-worth if you do not value yourself and you and you put your um services you, you know you give yourself to somebody else for 
way below what you are actually worth, you are going to feel worse at the end of the day and you will burn out trying to prove yourself constantly for that tiny weeny bit of money or, you know, um, whatever else you're getting in return for your work. It's just, it's just not okay. That's the one part of the, you know, the equestrian world that I really, or the equestrian industry, sorry, I should say that, um, I, I feel passionately about a lot of it, but I, it upsets me when I think of how hard people work, and and if you're in self-employed, then okay, you're you're kind of doing it to yourself. Yeah. If you are employed and your employer doesn't give you a day off or doesn't give you regular days off or doesn't give you holiday or doesn't pay your holiday, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox. No, now, <laughs> no, and it's very true. And actually, our, a previous episode we had was um, Shona from Lilac HR, who's um, HR, and uh, but she's in a question as well. So she was talking about the British Groom Association um, stats that you were talking about, and she, you know felt exactly like you do, like we all do um, for the uh, employed um, grooms or or yard hands or whatever you want to call them that they are getting paid what they should be getting paid for the minimum wage they're not getting the breaks that they should be getting they're not getting the days off they should be getting and she was saying it's wrong and she said and you do have the right to turn around and say I'm entitled to have this time off I'm entitled to have a break now I'm entitled to and she said and it's quite hard when you're um and I don't want this to sound patronising, but I think when you're younger, it it you don't have the confidence as much to sort of stand up for yourself, to sort of say, uh, no, actually, I'm entitled to have a break and, or, I'm, you know, um, so maybe, you know, those, those are the ones that definitely, and I, I feel a bit harsh saying it, but maybe taking advantage of a little bit more. I don't know if that is the right term to sort of say, but I think it is a bit, you know, where when you're a bit older, you kind of know you know you're a little bit more confident to sort of stand up for yourself and sort of say this isn't acceptable and I'm not Mm. I'm I'm going to have a break now and and things like that but I think when you're I know from from myself when I was younger you know 16 17 18 I definitely wouldn't have had the confidence to say stand up to someone and say I would have just gone yep 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 whatever you need because you know you, you just do don't you yeah yeah definitely and the other thing that I that I think um is uh quite an influencing factor is that you know you go in and you're you're a young groom within um a a yard or organization or whatever and um there's a lot of this oh in my day in my day we used to you know work 22 hours a day and sleep for two hours in the hay barn and we'd get up and we'd work because I I wanted it I was really passionate and I wanted it that's how much I did in order to get to where I am now okay well that's fine but you know we also used to have like slaves in the olden days and we don't do that now (laughs) there's because it's wrong and I not that I'm trivializing that or anything but there's so much that we have learned from in the past um that it's it we clearly know slavery is wrong so 
why why are you paying this person like five pounds a week and giving them a really rubbishy caravan to stay in that leaks and has you know the loo is I don't know about a mile away in a field somewhere if you get a loo um that the whole thing is completely wrong oh but they they want it they want to work on a yard because they want to be you know they want to be a working pupil and make it as an eventer or something and that's what I did when in my day no we don't do that anymore it was you might have done it but there's lots of things in history that we don't do anymore yeah yeah and you were effectively that's a slave you know if you're not paying them properly it's a slave I'm sorry um and no matter what people did in the olden days we've got to move on and we've got to understand that treating people um and grooms especially uh like they don't need a day off or you know they're weak but if they need a day off or if they need a break if they need a lunch break oh my god I can't I can't even tell you that that I worked for one woman who if we took a lunch break she was like what are you doing why are you sitting down eating a sandwich um (laughs) because we're really hungry and we've been here since about six o'clock this morning and we know we've got to plat seven for you this evening and we're going to be here probably until midnight so we'd quite like something to eat please yeah looked at us like we were aliens and like we didn't do that in my day oh okay well you're quite old So why do you think us are questions? Because you mentioned it sort of like um, a while ago about us being the, you know, keep calm, keep calm, carry on, getting on with it type role. So why do you think us are questions are like that? Do you think it is just where we've had influences from people um, who are older that have said, you just get on with it? And then so we just carry on that mentality. Or do you think it is just that... Uh, our personalities as the questions that we do just get on with it what do you think it is I think it's a variety it's probably a mixture of both of those things um so I know that um certainly the equestrian industry attracts a certain type of person um and you know if if like high level grooms will be perfectionists and I can't I don't care what anyone else says a, a top level groom and uh certainly a, a you know a decent competition rider you are you're a perfectionist I know that I I I constantly am pushing myself to do better I I must do better and um I had a complete uh, it's uh, I'm trying uh, no I'm going to own this I am going to own up to this <laughs> because I was just trying to change what I was about to say but I'm going to own this um so we're going to nationals next week with an owner's horse and um I noticed on the scores from the regionals that he got he got good marks um from two judges and then one judge gave him a really low mark and I haven't seen my test sheet yet and I'm freaking out about <laughs> that all three I don't know what that judge thought I I don't know what that judge saw that they really didn't like Mm. um but so it's a week today um and so and but that that perfectionist side of me um all I want to do is see that test sheet and make sure that I don't make that mistake again and and I control all the controllables Mm. because I can you know I've got feedback somewhere out there and it just hasn't been sent to me yet and I'm panicking anyway that's the kind of person that equestrianism or certainly competitive equestrianism attracts and so that's why I think we keep pushing ourselves um 
to do better, to be better, to, you know, to and, and to be tougher than we were yesterday. And do you think is that is that because we're comparing ourselves to other people, other riders? Do you think that's what we do? More so now than ever before, I think. Yeah. Um you know, social media's got a lot to answer for. You know, uh, twenty years ago, no one had an idea, any idea, what their friend was doing um, on a Tuesday afternoon with their horse. They didn't know they were having a jump lesson unless they called them on the phone and told them. Yeah. Um, but now we see all the good bits from everyone's training sessions all the time, or we see um, all the perfect plats that everyone does, or the you know, how shiny their horses are, and they're sponsored by grooming products, and they've got all new tack and all this kind of stuff. And I think there is this pressure. We, we put pressure on ourselves yeah. to, um, to keep up with everybody else, I yeah. think. Um, uh, yeah, so, um, but then the other side of it is that, I I think the old school mentality of of keep calm and carry on instantly that was someone in my family years and years ago that came up with that phrase which really <laughs> which I have to I have to really make sure that I don't embody that side of yeah. my family wow. um because it was it, it, it that really hit home when when someone said oh that that was it's one of my great great uncles or something that came up with that phrase um and it is it's totally and utterly how my sister and I function yeah um and we just carry on and regardless of how big the bags are under our eyes or anything like that that's because that I think that's just how we've been conditioned to function and I think as equestrians we are conditioned to function like that I mean my sister's not in equestrianism now but she is she 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 rode she went to pony club championships and all that kind of stuff but she's in motorsport now and she's doing a law degree and she's on television and doing Christ riding motorbikes and driving rally cars and all kinds of stuff and so I oh know she's she's literally like superwoman and she's tall and blonde and be really beautiful it's really annoying um anyway she um she's like me in that we just carry on because that's how we've been conditioned we just get back on the horse regardless of how many bones we've broken or how hard we've hit our head or whatever we get back on the horse whether it's a proverbial horse or a real horse you just get back on and do it yeah. and that's a really difficult thing to let go of um and I still I still if I'm honest if I have a day off or if I don't ha- if I've got a, a free couple of hours in my diary and I'm like Ooh, should I feel that what will I do in that time what could I possibly do in that time and it never occurs to me that I could just sit on the sofa or yeah. read a book or do that and I don't know why um I'm it's just it is conditioning isn't it it's um you are conditioned to be like that um having spent so long and and I'm from a a very competitive family as well I think that doesn't help (laughs) um blame my parents for that (laughs) very super duper competitive um but uh yeah i think i think it's it's a combination of the the personality types the um so kind of perfectionist type people um a a conditioning that you you know if you've spent x amount of time within the equestrian industry or if you come yeah. from a, if you have a competitive um background and things then yeah that's 
part of it but and and it's also this old school mentality that yeah. kind of seeps into you isn't it yeah I don't know and you know I find myself I I sounded really I had a really amazing old school instructor when I was um younger and she regardless of where we were we literally could be in the middle of nowhere and if she needed to get on a horse in a, at a pony club rally or something she would always be in beautifully um shiny brown boots cream breeches a shirt and she'd have pearl earrings I have pearl earrings on now I think this is <laughs> something to do with her you do too <laughs> Love it. anyway regardless of where we were and we literally could be anywhere in the country she'd she'd be like oh I, I think I need to get on that horse she'd whip out a hairnet and a beagler and she'd get on this horse and regardless of what this horse did to her she would stay on that horse until it did whatever it was that she wanted it to do yeah um and I think that is you know I was like wow <laughs> she is the, I, it's everything that I want to be I mean she could have been the most unhappy woman in the whole world but I didn't care at that yeah. point because that to me was everything and that probably yeah the kind of I absorbed an awful lot of her um of of her in general I think I kind of became a mini me of her (laughs) well I can imagine obviously not so much now but I can imagine the queen being like that and just like whipping on and just riding riding whatever and just going that's okay I can do it it's okay I don't need a hand and just getting on like these wild horses or these crazy horses and just people watching her going oh my god the queen is going on do you know what I mean yes. I can't imagine her being obviously not so much these days but definitely like even up to maybe sort of like 20 years ago where that I can imagine her just literally just riding around the estate on you know some crazy lunatic and just like being very calm about it and it's going it's okay I've got it (laughs) (laughs) yes I know I love the queen oh she's just amazing I love the queen absolutely love the queen um so um so what can equestrians do to help towards um like their mental health and not getting a burnout I mean I guess the simple answer is make sure you take your breaks and rest I guess (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I know it's easier said than done, though, isn't it? So my my best advice is, first of all, be honest with yourself and own it. Um, that was the biggest thing that I um, kind of realised is that I was totally in denial about the fact that I was exhausted. And I so the last time I burnt out was probably September last year, I think. Um and it was it's just it's when this a series of little things will build up and build up and suddenly you'll go I can't cope anymore yeah and actually it was the it was the fact that one of my dogs got stuck down a rabbit hole and I had to go and dig her out at midnight with help from the farmer and next door and a chainsaw and it was all really stressful the dog is fine the dog is absolutely fine I I I went to bed that night. Yeah. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. My my computer's just gone blank. <laughs> sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> that's really strange. Anyway, I'll I'll carry on talking. Um uh so yeah, I went to go and get my dog um out of this hole and then I went to bed and I woke up the next morning and realized that I was absolutely exhausted and I sat and cried and cried and cried. Um, so yeah, it was, um, it, it was that moment when I thought I can't carry on like this. I definitely, um, 
I'm definitely burnt out or something's going on. I don't think I knew it was burnout at the time, but something was going on. And I, um, I called, no, I actually, I didn't call my mum. Uh, my partner called my mum and uh, called the lady that deals with my diary and things. Um, and they cancelled everything for me. And uh, I had three days off and I slept. I think I slept for about, I don't sleep usually. I probably sleep about four hours every night because I'm just a really bad sleeper. Um, but I think I probably slept for about 72 hours straight um I might have woken up to go to the loo or something but I just had to I I was removed from this environment and um put somewhere where I just didn't like all of the the choice was taken away from me um my partner took me down to my mum's and and just left me there so I didn't uh, mum wasn't going to bring me back until I was um until I was feeling better so anyway yeah I, I I think I I was that moment where I realized that I couldn't carry on that was the first moment that I've been honest with myself mm. and so I said to myself look I'm not going to go through this again we're going to schedule in quiet I say quiet weeks um weeks when I only teach uh my liveries or people that are really um like my really regulars people who buy blocks of lessons so I might do usually in a week I'd probably teach about I don't know about 30 hours I guess in total yeah. um but then on my quiet weeks I probably only do about 12 yeah. maximum um and it's so it's time management so if you first of all you've got to recognize that you've burnt out um which in itself is not easy but if you ask yourself genuinely how you feel about getting up and doing your job that particular morning or however you know um for for the week ahead Mm. um and you are not feeling the same passion that you used to for it you may well be burning out Mm. um and and if you got to the stage where you do cry over you know some some spilt milk on the floor or a dog falling going down a rabbit hole or you know that kind of thing um then there's a chance that you might be burnt out and you just haven't realized it yet so that's the first thing is being honest with yourself about how you're feeling and owning it um and then the second one would be if you if you have burnt out or you are burning out uh maybe try and enlist the help of a friend or a partner or a parent or a sibling or someone that knows you well enough just to say actually do you know what we we're just going to cancel everything people will understand yeah um if you can't go and it, I know it's like it's inconvenient for them but the world will carry on <laughs> if you <laughs> if you um if, if you um cancel something the world is not going to end yeah. and there's it was I know it's a really scary thing, especially if, you, if you're self-employed, cancelling work, thinking they might go somewhere else. If they value you, if they're the right client, if they're the right, um, yeah, clients for you or employer for you, if they value you, they will have you back. They will understand that you have burnt out, that you're not completely okay, and they will have you back. If they're someone that is that fickle that they'll drop you when they when you say, "Oh, I'm not very well today." can we reschedule or can we, you know, I can't do your horses today or I can't keep that appointment today. If they are that fickle that they'll drop you because you do that to them once, then I'm sorry, they're not, 
the people for you. Yeah. So again, it comes back to self-worth. So, yeah. So once you've, if you've got to the point where you've kind of um, had some time off to recover from burnout, how not to burn out going forward would be literally to manage your diary as carefully as you can. And if you don't have, if you can't, if you don't feel like you can manage your diary, then um, get somebody else to help you basically. Um, so I have Lorna, I'm very lucky that I have Lorna who works for me to help me. Um, she does all my paperwork anyway, but she now is basically like on your quiet weeks, you are not doing anything. I'm not allowing you to put any extra lesson in, or you're not going to go and look at a horse for anyone. You're not, you you know, you can go and have a lesson on your horses if you want, but other than that, you're not working. Um, so that's I'm really lucky um, with that. Um, but yeah, I think the best thing that I did was hand over um, a bit more control over everything. I'm a control yeah. freak. Yeah. Um, handing it over a bit more control to um, somebody else. Um, and yeah, and managing my diary a bit more carefully. And uh, regardless of how guilty I feel, just taking a day off basically (laughs) yeah yeah no you're totally right and I completely agree and I think some like it it is hard to let someone else take the control of your diary or your appointments or or even if you need help with um any admin or stuff it's really hard to let someone to do that but then in the long run your life will be a lot easier and a little a more simpler I don't know simpler mm. is the right word but it is because you're not it's one less thing to worry about and you can focus on something else or you can reinvest it into something else and put more of your whole heart into that instead of sort of spreading yourself thin over doing lots of other little things that take up your time sort of outsourcing help mm. is, a, is um if you can definitely even if it's a friend or family member or or anyone that can help you take the help don't yeah. be afraid to take the help <laughs> for sure and asking for help in in the in first place is a really difficult thing to do it just because I didn't I it literally took me crying on my you know I, I didn't want to get out of bed I was crying 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 and I did that before I helped my ask my partner for help which seems ridiculous now because we've been together for so long and he knows that <laughs> like how I he knows how I push myself so instead of me going darling I don't suppose you could just you know give mum a call and see whether I can go down for the weekend because I don't want you know I don't have time and I'm a bit embarrassed and that kind of thing it took me literally just having a breakdown and going yeah I can't I can't do anything yeah so it's it's but like now it's getting it's it's uh recognizing it before you get to that point because you don't want to get to that point you want to get you want to sort it out before then so you don't get to Mm. the damn down exactly that's yeah that's the other important thing is knowing you're knowing what's um knowing your body enough that you know the signals that you're about to burn out so so now if I if I feel you know if I get up I don't know, four or five mornings in a row and I'm absolutely exhausted um, every single morning, then I know that I need to have a, what I call a proper day off where yeah. um, I just sit on the sofa and, and don't do anything. Yeah. Um, whereas if I if I, if I feel okay through a week, um, then that Sunday I'll let myself go and 
do something like go and you know go out for lunch with some friends or go shopping or you know go and play tennis or something yeah um but yeah I I know now when I need a proper day off yeah good good and good for you you deserve it so you should have it (laughs) thank you um so can you tell us a little bit about your podcast so does your podcast sort of highlight what's on your website do you do you have guests on what sort of things do you discuss on there yeah so um we obviously I think we've only got six episodes up um uh so far but we are adding a new one every Tuesday and uh I've got a variety of guests so far um and it's not you know it's it's like um one of them was Jenny Winterleach from Flying Changes Coaching who is amazing in terms of mindset but it was actually really quite interesting hearing her take on it because I've listened to her interview people an awful lot but hearing her story um was really interesting uh, and then we've who else have I spoken to oh well, we've got these anti-burnout ambassadors who are amazing they um they're people who have had experience of burnout and various um you know other people they've got mental health um issues as well that they talk an awful lot about and they we chose them because they're really open about uh discussing all of it and and none of it is um they don't they don't have a it's not got a stigma around it you know um they are they are quite open to talking about all of it which is how we need to be yeah um so that's kind of why we chose them so uh one of them is Laura Young who I did um a podcast I think our second episode is with Laura um and then Tor Leading is another one I've done a podcast with who's a friend of mine and a coach um and so it was quite it was really good having a, a discussion kind of coach to coach about how riders can help themselves um and how we struggle to um I suppose balance our our work and um social lives and she's a mom and um I, you know I was building a house and all of these things that come into kind of this whole thing of life yeah um and how to balance it all and not feel guilty when you need to take a break from it all yeah um and then there's every now and again I'll have something a little topic that comes up in my coaching my day-to-day coaching that um I feel like I need to talk about so I think I've done a couple of those now um and the one I did last week was on choosing realistic goals yeah for yourself and whether that's like a long-term goal or a short-term goal um in terms of um I suppose how you're feeling and not beating yourself up for not achieving something because you it wasn't realistic because you um didn't take into account your how much emotional mental and physical energy you had to put into achieving that goal at any one point whether that's just a schooling session or whether you're building up to a massive competition in a few months time the amount of energy that you've got to put into achieving that goal um, determines whether that goal is realistic or not. And that, when I realised that for myself, that was a big moment. But um, I have this discussion quite frequently with people who work. I teach an awful lot of people now that have really high-end jobs Mm -hmm. um, and really demanding jobs. And quite often, at the end of the day, they just don't feel like schooling their horse 
you know and and working really hard on whatever they're supposed to be practicing um and they put so much pressure on themselves and they don't um they get very carried away in trying to achieve this one thing that they really wanted to achieve that particular day but because they don't actually have the the physical emotional or mental energy to to bring into that situation Mm. um they're not achieving it and they're getting more and more frustrated their horse is getting more and more tense and so it just spirals downwards um so I suppose what I was talking about last time is just that it's okay to take a step back and go actually today I feel really rubbish I had a really stressful meeting at work my boss is on me about x y and z I just want to lunge today and put the horse to bed that's all I want to do it's not the end of the world and actually if your goal if your big goal if your big competition everything is realistic in the first place you know one session or two sessions or three sessions where you go I can't ride today because x y and z so I'm just going to lunge or do in hand or go for a hack or whatever um that's okay (laughs) yeah Yeah, absolutely absolutely and um so what's next for um the conscious um equestrian so what what is your plan for say like six months time what would you like Oh, okay. So um, we are slowly filling up the diary for uh, the wellness centre here. So uh, here in Wantage, I'm (laughs) my old little house. I've moved house um, into a bigger house and my old little house that I lived in for 10 years that I couldn't bear to rip down like the council were trying to make me do. Um, I'm turning into a wellness centre. So our Therapy room is almost finished, which is so exciting. I didn't know I could be so excited about um, ordering a therapy couch, but I had like a massage table, but I loved it doing that. And that's coming in a couple of weeks. And um, we've got a nice big space where people holding like lectures and physios like physio demos and um fitness classes and exciting things like that um and uh it's all being kitted out to we've got disabled access and everything so it's totally 100 accessible um and we've got so much um kit going in there so we've got uh we're I'm buying a whole load of mats like um exercise mats and gym balls and a few bits and bobs of gym equipment and stuff um and we are running day camps here we've got a few in we've I think the first one kind of we've got like a prototype one happening just to make sure that it does actually work in July and then I've got three books in in August and there'll be some new day camp dates going out fairly soon um so that hopefully will start to pick up and we'll have more and more people here in terms of as long as covid allows obviously because that's all really boring (laughs) um so uh so we'll have more and more people here actually physically visiting the wellness center for various reasons um whether it's a lecture or a um you know a day camp or whatever uh hopefully that you know and we'll have resident physiotherapists visiting and osteopaths and stuff like that to use the therapy room um so that'll pick up I hope I want to start developing this directory on the website um of people who um yeah are, are providing 
services or goods that are relevant to equestrian well-being but that are actually know about the equestrian world um not just some random person um that might be a physiotherapist i I want them specifically to know about equestrianism um so that will go on the website soon well actually that's going to take a while to develop so i think that might be in the next that probably in the next six months um I've got all kinds of challenges coming up. So in July, we are going to do a hydration challenge. Ooh, <laughs> so a 30 okay. day hydration challenge. Yep. Yeah. I've had some really nice water bottles made because July is actually sustainability month as well. Yeah. So, and that's, that's a big side of what we do too, is we're trying to support sustainable equestrianism. Yeah. Um, so we've got a, a clothing brand. I can't say the name of the clothing brand yet because I don't think it's... um. I don't think it's finalised yet, but yeah. we've got a clothing brand on board that uh, makes sustainable jewellery and clothing and things like that. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, we've got so much. I can't even think of it all. There's so much that I've got planned and I want to do it all at once. But Jemima, who works for me, is like, no, just wait. You've got to <laughs> have patience. And also we'll be announcing the winner of the bursary in a couple of um, about six weeks time, I think, too. Yeah. Loads wow. going on. <laughs> wow. My God, you do have a lot going on, but lots of exciting stuff. I can't wait to see it all like, like over your social media and checking out your website it's just going to be amazing well Danielle I'm so excited for you and I don't mean <laughs> oh, thank you way. I mean like I'm, I'm so pleased that you're 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 putting a platform out there to get awareness and and to get um uh what's the word like advice and uh, contacts and things like that so yeah thank you very much right so oh, I um each episode with some quick fire questions yep sorry the dog just decided to go nuts <laughs> thank you be quiet right so generally are you a night in or a night out oh uh in probably tea or coffee tea uh wellies or heels oh see i love i i do um I do like my wellies, but I do. I've got the most insane collection of shoes. So like really high heels. So I'd say heels. <laughs> uh, sweet or savoury? Uh, savoury. Book or film? Book. And are you currently reading a book at the minute that you could recommend? Uh, I'm actually reading. I'm reading two. Oh, Okay. <laughs> because it's not enough oh my god I sound crazy um (laughs) so I'm reading uh Barack Obama's book the latest one that um came out at Christmas um and um I'm also reading a book called uh, I'm dipping in and out of a book called how to have the energy um which is about um eating correctly and um just basically making trying to make better choices in terms of your food because I'm one to grab a chocolate biscuit (laughs) instead of actually um eating properly but I'm really making an effort with that at the moment yeah I'm exactly the same if it's if I've got a cup of tea quite often biscuits are not too far away to uh dunk (laughs) yeah absolutely Um, 
And are you a Netflixer? Do you like to binge watch anything once you, if you have? Oh, totally. Because you sound like you don't have yes. time for it. But if you do, what, what's, the <laughs> no, I... <laughs> what's the last series that you binge watched? Oh. Or are you doing um, Do you know what? We're actually watching Clarkson's Farm, um, oh, which is on I Amazon. That and... I loved it. It's so funny, so but funny. unfortunately, my other my other half is a farmer, so, so it's driving him nuts. He's like, "Why would you do that? Like, is this man stupid?" It's like, "No, it's telly. Stop <laughs> overreacting." <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's really frustrating him. Um, yeah. By God, I, it's so funny. It's absolutely hysterical. Yeah, I watched uh, three episodes yesterday, and I was watching it with my mum, and we were just literally. Just couldn't stop laughing all the time. It's just hilarious. And he's yeah. giving me stew. He's giving it a go. He does try first, and then he's like, "No, I can't do it. I need to get someone else in." And think, well, at least he tries. <laughs> yes, bless him. <laughs> right. So, where can people find you? So, what is your website and what's your social media? Where can people find you? So, our website is theconsciousequestrian.net. Um, and our Facebook page is The Conscious Equestrian, and I've just got to get this right. So Instagram is at, un, no, at conscious underscore equestrian. Um, and we do, we've just launched a YouTube channel as well, which is The Conscious Equestrian, um, which will hopefully have a few more, a few fitness videos, nutrition videos, that kind of thing going on there soon. Um but yeah, we haven't we haven't launched a Twitter thing, uh, a Twitter account properly yet. But we will do when we get the time. Um, but yeah, it's um, our main one is is Instagram really and and Facebook. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Ali. I think you are doing a grand job. Thank you for launching this platform for us equestrians. Um, and I am so pleased that you took the time to come on and tell us all about it and about yourself as well. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Um, if you guys liked this episode, please screenshot and share and tag us both in. We would really, really appreciate it. And I'll speak to you all on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review? I really, really appreciate it. If you want to find me on my social media, I am on Instagram under Cobbs Equine Shop underscore services. And on Facebook, I am Cobbs Equine Shop and services. Thank you so much. And I'll speak to you next time. episode i really hope you enjoyed it as i did making it if you um like to follow me on socials my um instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um other people to highlight the um episodes to other people And I will speak to you all on the next episode.